Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew and joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How is it going? It's going good, how's it going for you? Going good, going good. Apart from one particular game issue I will talk about in a minute. But uh, what have you been playing? Uh, Well, after I finished up Stranded Alien Dawn, I went back to my uh, grinding out materials and stuff in Valheim. It's still a fun game, I still... It's it's a game that I like to play where I have something going on in the second monitor so I can binge a show or a podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. catch that up while I'm knocking out stuff. And then uh, Tokyo um, Ghostwire Tokyo hit Game Pass, so I decided to download that and give it a go. A uh, very different game. We were talking last week about games not set in America. Obviously, this one is set in Japan. Um, yep. It's got some very striking neon-ish visuals to it um at the end of the day it's still shooter mechanics so obviously i suck at shooters so i'm not progressing very fast Mm -hmm. but it's shooter with rpg elements so you think uh mass effect destiny games like that right right yeah um cool are you how far are you into it are you enjoying it very very barely into it i'm in chapter two i think i don't know how many chapters there are but i'm in chapter two so obviously i'm not that far along Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, not really. Just little bits here and there. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, I myself, uh, before I get to talking about Forspoken, which I did return to this week, um, it's been a big uh, few issues with Call of Duty in the last couple of days. Um, on Wednesday, which would have been the 12th, yes, 12th, um, they had the Season 3 update. The update didn't go... The preload for the update didn't go live until an hour before the um, update was due to go live, if that makes sense. So it was supposed to, the preload was supposed to be two days before, but that didn't happen. Um, and then at about 5 p.m., um, got the you know thing that came up and said, hey, so-and-so's download is adding, or whatever it usually says. Um and so they've added like some new maps, they've added some new weapons and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, big problems people have run into, I'm seeing, I've read like a few different comment threads and there's a lot of similar issues, but there's a lot of different variety of issues that people are coming across. Like weird things like weapons not appearing or uh, some people did choose to buy the, what was it called, the premium battle pass. I can't remember what I, Blackgate or something it was called, Black something or other it was called, uh, the 30 pound or 30 dollar premium season pass which a lot of players were advised not to buy it but of course some still did i looked at what was on there it's not worth sort of like breaking down here but it wasn't very much it's like more cod more cod points and some operator skins which if you want that and if you want to spend the money on it that's your ultimate choice but i personally don't think it's worth it um for me same issue has come up that came up last season which i don't think is a coincidence so the two issues i'm facing is no matter what I do, the entire lobby is muted and I cannot unmute anybody. And when I go into my friends list, it shows me who's online. It doesn't show me if they're in a party, in a pre-game lobby, if they're playing a game mode. It just says online. And the buttons for doing a whisper, which is a message or an invite or a join, I cannot click on. I can put my select thing over it, but I cannot click on them. I don't remember if the invite or join thing was 
uh, glitched out last season, but I do remember when season two updated, not the mid-season update, but the, the fresh season update, when the game changes its cover and all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember the, the full mute lobby thing was was happening then. Uh, it's been two days. They did they did put out like a hot fix today. Of course, if you update a game, there's going to be some stuff that doesn't work, but then you've got to go in and put the point something patch, right? Um, it's still an issue. The, the weird thing is I can go in and I can play the game perfectly fine. Like I can shoot people normally, I can play different game modes, use different weapons. I can jump into different game modes. The, the game itself works perfectly fine. I just can't speak to anybody or hear anybody or invite anybody or join anybody and it's very very frustrating um so yeah we'll see how i and i was trying to work out like is this some sort of shadow ban which i i'm, I'm hearing people are getting banned by accident and all kinds of stuff so um it doesn't sound like it's just me that's got this particular issue some other people were saying they've got like the, the full mute lobby um glitch as well so Either that's just going to randomly unglitch itself at some point, or they'll put out another hotfix or something. But even, because I read through all the hotfix stuff that they put out for today, there was a lot of issues that they had to fix. But again, one of the problems is, is you've got DMZ and Warzone and Raids and Multiplayer, and all these different game modes and all these specific issues. There's, um... That there's a lot of stuff going on with the development of this game, like fixing different things, adding things in, making sure they work, making sure that if you put something new in, it doesn't break something completely unrelated, and all this kind of stuff. So it's a bit of a mess right now. Um, like I said, the game works. I can still go in and play it and rank up and, you know, play it normally. I just can't speak to anybody or join anybody, which is very, very annoying. So there's that. Um... But other than that, Return to Forspoken um, took me... You know when you've been away from a game for a month or so or a bit longer and you've got to re-familiarise yourself with the controls and like how everything works and not that I'd forgotten how to play the game but just getting that muscle memory back. So I was just practising a few bits and pieces. Um, gotten into these... I think it's the second main boss fight. Still very much enjoying it. Um... It, this will be a very interesting one to review once I finish this game. Apparently I'm in chapter 8 of 11, or there's possibly 12, so um, I am kind of near the end of the game. It's got an interesting kind of flow to it, this game, though, because sometimes when you're doing, you're navigating things at the main base, there's a lot of stop and start, but then once you get into the open world, um, the checkpoints are really really far away but that being said you can run very very fast with Faye if you if you if you want to you just hold down circle and uh, jump through some stuff and all that kind of thing so you can navigate the level very very quickly it's just the checkpoint is really really far away um there's a couple of silly things I was given to do for tasks like pick these like some person got one of the characters got sick or something and I had to go in pick this medicine from a tree that it was like a bit strange but um still led to some interesting dialogue and some interesting conversations um people that have kind of judged this game for the i'll say fray and um uh cuff conversations like i i think that that gets more interesting as you go through because they both kind of develop as characters and she was talking about like her foster parents and her life in new york and how she's still frustrated with being in this world which i think most people would be if you're just flung into this unknown world with a cuff attached to your arm that speaks to you <laughs> like i think most of us would be a bit weirded out by that but i'm enjoying it. i think the combat's really really satisfying i haven't quite gotten all the um 
there's a lot of different camera options for like locking onto enemy or switch to different lock onto different enemy and then how to run around different enemies. I've still not quite nailed down how I want to play that because I changed a few settings and it was sort of better but then it was worse in, in other regards. Um, but yeah, so, but no, I'm very much enjoying it still. Um, I learned a bit better how to use the, uh, what's it called? The thing that you press with square. You can um, grab onto things from a long distance. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but you can do that to surfaces and you can uh, actually do that to enemies as well, which I don't know if I knew that before or I'd forgotten or I I'm not sure. Um, pro tip for anybody playing the game that comes across the annoying fall damage as you're hitting the ground, this might not work every single time, but as you're hitting the ground, if you press and hold square, assuming that you've unlocked the, uh, I think it's called leash or something, um, ability, it slows down time and you can pick a point to kind of like, almost like Spider-Man, you know how you can sort of slow down time in certain Spider-Man games and sort of pick a surface to web onto, it's a little bit like that. Um, so you can slow down time, there are like objects that are designed to fling you forward more, they're like these yellow sort of objects. You can use those, but you can also use it just to uh, safely go to the ground, which I uh, quite liked as well. Um, yeah, that's what I've been playing. I'm just going to keep playing for Spoken at the moment. I'm in, in about to start an interesting boss fight, which is where it's sort of paused at the moment. Uh, just to mention some Twitch updates as well, YouTube updates. I think you were um, viewing or and commenting on one of the streams I was doing. I decided to kind of reboot a little bit the uh, FIFA stream I was doing. I also wanted to change the console that I was playing on because of the quick resume feature, which I, I really liked. I just, I got a bit annoyed with closing the story game I was playing on my PS5 in order to load FIFA on there. So I'm using the uh, current gen version of FIFA 22 on Series X so that I can still use the other version of FIFA. And, because uh, you can quick resume four games, can't you? So, um, see how that, uh, how that all goes. Um, but yeah, I got off to a very good start. I'm not going to like spoil my own stream. You, you can catch it on the uh, YouTube channel, the, the archive of the first episode. Um, any thoughts on anything that you saw in the... Uh... Uh, I mean, I just don't know the sport well enough to know really what's going on. As like I was saying earlier, I just see a bunch of people running around. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long were you in there for? Because the, the um, viewer count wasn't going up or down. Like, I had no idea anybody was watching the stream until you commented, so... Um, yeah, I was showing three people, but I don't know if that was... If, like, if you had a stream open counting yourself uh, to see the text or how that works. I just don't know enough about Twitch for that. Yeah. Um, I had it on for a while. I just don't like commenting when I'm the only one commenting because it just feels weird. Hmm. Right. Because um, when I got the stream summary, it said three people were the highest count but there was eight people in total but yeah but, the uh, counting was very weird yeah but then it never because on when you're watching when you're streaming on ps5 it will come up a little thing in the corner and go from one to two to and you will see like a counter come up but there was there was nothing on screen anywhere that i could see so um but anyway i'm gonna keep continuing with that at some point that was that was quite fun to do i quite enjoyed that so uh twitch on eTalk UK and YouTube is Entertainment Talk Plays. Anyway, that's it for all that stuff for now. Uh, let's go into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is eTalk UK. That's E-T-A-L-K. 
UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let me scroll down my own website so I can read off of it. Uh, the United cast yesterday, which was for Thursday, it was our first leg of the Europa League against Sevilla. A 2-2 draw, um, very, very disappointing result. Um, it was two clumsy own goals that we'd, we'd let in. Uh, we went 2-0 up and then actually scored two own goals, which is very unusual. But uh, we do play Sevilla again next Thursday. It's basically... To, to avoid complicatedly explaining the, the new rules of this competition, uh, it's basically nil-nil. So uh, as long as we win the next game, uh, we should be able to go through. But we did pick up, I think it was three injuries in that game. And there was also three players we already had injured. So And then there's other suspensions. It's it's a bit uh, mad at the moment, that the player availability. But we play Nottingham Forest on Sunday in the Premier League. And then Sevilla in the second game on, the, on Thursday. And then next Sunday is the FA Cup semi-final, so uh, let's hope we can do the thing. So, um, over on some uh, other podcasts, I did a big podcast basically covering 
all of the Warner Brothers announcements from the other day. So there was the announcement of the Harry Potter series, some other bunch of other Warner Brothers announcements, and also talked about the uh, Creature Commandos uh, casting news. Of course, that's from the new DCU from from James Gunn. Um, what do you think of the idea? Because they're renaming HBO to Max, aren't they? Which I guess. is very very silly. <laughs> considering the household name that HBO is. But, uh, yeah, you're now basically going to start seeing Max original written everywhere instead of HBO Max or HBO. So, because there was, what, HBO, then HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Max, and now there's Max. It's, uh, just call the thing HBO. Like, honestly, it's... it's honestly, it's it's no less stupid than when the Sci-Fi Channel rebranded from S-C-I-F-I to S-Y-F-Y. Yeah, they changed the spelling, didn't they, or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, talked about all that stuff, Harry Potter, Warner Brothers, DC, all that, those announcements from the other day. Uh, over on the American Coach, speaking of other football stuff, Ted Lasso still continuing up to Season 3, Episode 5. Currently, there's about six or seven episodes left of the series, so continue to check that out. Over on the movie side of things, some of you might have heard that there's a Mario film out, the new one. Uh, I went and reviewed it, gave it a don't skip review. I enjoyed my time with it. A few bugaboos with a few different things. Spoiler-free, spoiler-split review, but that's a don't skip review for the Mario film. Have you gone out to see it yet? I couldn't because I have a weird thing with my eyes, so I always have to sit in like the back two rows. Otherwise, I right. get uh, a visual effect. Is that like and... if you're too close to the... Yeah, if I'm like too close to the TV or too close to the movie, I just my eyes don't tend to tend to focus on a spot. Okay. So the farther back I am, the more I can keep in my peripheral vision. Hmm. Um, and it was sold out. I mean, yeah. according it's I saw I was doing looking up numbers today, it's already broken 500 million globally. Yep. So and yep. that's barely a weekend. Yeah. Has, has it been out for a week yet? Uh, I think officially. Eight days because it came out on Wednesday, didn't it? Yeah, like eight or nine days. So we maybe a week and a half at best. Mm. But still, it's a it's a pretty big week for it. Mm. Not for Shazam too, though. Um, over on the United cast, uh, Man United also beat Everton by two goals to nil. Some very good goals in that game as well. Over on Gaming Talk last week, if you missed that, we talked about a new Dreamlight Valley update, a new DualSense potential, because there were some patents that were going around for stuff, and we also talked about general Bethesda's future, which we'll be talking about a Bethesda game as well today. Um, over on the Cast, I decided to do a special episode, I think this was last week, to celebrate the uh, 7th anniversary of Entertainment Talk. Now, the number 7 worn shirt is a very iconic one with Man United, some of our best players, some of our... Not so great players as well, but some of our best players in our history have worn those that shirt number. Uh, nobody's actually got it at the moment, but I decided to rank those 12 players. Uh, so that was quite fun to do. But I thought, hey, 7th anniversary, United cast, the players that have worn the number 7 shirt, I'll put them into a ranking and that will be fun to do. Um, also, a fun podcast I did, a DC Talk episode, which was just me doing a fan casting podcast for the Justice League. So taking the characters from the Justice League film... And uh, just doing a fan recast for all of them. They're probably all going to get recast eventually anyway or whatever. But uh, I thought I'd do something fun for that. And that was good to do as well. Um, that's what we've been doing recently on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news.
right. Um, we had a new Zelda trailer this week. I think it was a few days ago, actually. Um, it's interesting because we had the... Was it the 10-minute um, gameplay thing? I think it was two weeks ago because that was the podcast before the last one. Um, and I was I said I was very impressed by the 10 minutes that they showed, some new gameplay mechanics, etc., etc. Et um, they put out a new trailer. I think this is going to be the last trailer for the game, although you might get like a fancy sort of launch trailer. Uh, it's May 12th. Um, which I think is my dad's birthday, uh, is going to be coming out on Switch. Really great trailer. Again, had some snippets of gameplay. Obviously, this was a bit more story-based, and you've got... Um, I always have to remember, because it's called Zelda, but Zelda is the woman, and Link is the person that you play as. I, I sometimes forget that's the case, because admittedly for years, I don't know how many other people had this, well, not really problem, but situation. I always, just by default, you know you see a game called Zelda something and you see the character on the main cover that kind of might make you think that that character's called Zelda, but he's actually called mm-hmm. Link, which I, I don't know. But then if you started calling them Link something or other, would that, I don't know, would that be as, as appealing? I don't know. It's kind of an interesting sort of part. But anyway, um, very, very impressed with this trailer. I think it was really, really good. Um, I don't know that, because even when I was playing uh, Breath of the Wild, I was never really there for the story. There's certain games that you play that, okay, the story is going to be good and it's going to sort of serve its purpose. The characters will be good as well, even though Link himself doesn't actually talk. Uh, although neither does, like, Crash Bandicoot. So, um, and, like, this is this is one of them games that's more just, you, you're more here for the gameplay and what you can do with it and interacting with things and stuff. So uh, the story and the characters from the trailer looked interesting. Um, you've got a bit of the, a little bit of the cliche thing, which is sort of someone talking to Zelda and saying, oh, Link is our only hope. And it's like, of course, because he's the main character. So you're going to be in control of saving the day, I suppose. Um, but I thought it looked, uh, very good. Um, I'm very, very excited for this game. I'm, after seeing the gameplay thing they showed off a couple of weeks ago and this trailer, I could be wrong about what I'm about to say, but this is probably at least at least in my eyes, from what from what I'm looking at, which could be a game of the year contender, um, so this is probably gonna be in that list somewhere I'd imagine. Um what do you think of what we've seen so far of Tears of the Kingdom? Oh, it'll definitely be in uh Game of the Year contention regardless. Mm. Un- unless it'll the game voted. is like apocalyptically bad on a technical level Hmm. it'll get it'll be nominated for sure um probably not it's definitely not going to get a game i'm going to get at launch um i don't know if it's a game i'll eventually get a lot of it's going to determine from the reviews of how much they've changed the uh, weapon degradation from the first game Hmm. because that was just way too much it was it was just way too easy to get stuck in on a fight and like Oh, your primary weapon broke. Oh, the next weapon broke. Oh, the next weapon broke. Oh, you're dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like they've attempted to address that a little bit this time. So we'll see how I it works. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's really going to be interesting to see... I don't, I don't think we talked about this because I think it was like officially announced on one of the breaks that we were taking. But the uh, Tears of the Kingdom branded OLED switches, how people go crazy for that, it's going to be interesting to see if they do or not. Mm. Yeah, so probably have some of those. Um, of course, also unsurprisingly, when I went to see Mario, um, there was, hey, there's this Mario game and that Mario game, and you can buy a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, all mm-hmm. of the games I actually advertised, I advertised I'd, I'd actually played, so 
but um, it's no surprise that they would obviously advertise that. I think one of them was for a yeah, one of them was for Tears of the Kingdom, which of I know it's not Mario, but it's still Nintendo, so um, that makes sense. It's interesting when you. Because the standard thing, right, I mean, I, I tend to go to the showings at, like, 15, 20 minutes later, so I avoid all the stupid adverts, because most, most adverts these days are just really, really bad. Um, and, like, trailers, I don't need to go to the cinema to see trailers, I'll see those on YouTube. Um, usually you'd have nonsense adverts for 5, 10 minutes, and then about 10 minutes of trailers. Um, but they'll usually be for upcoming films, obviously, because you're going to cinema, so it's way to say, hey, here's what's kind of coming up to keep you coming back. Um, you don't usually get um, video game trailers, unless they've obviously paid for an advertising spot or something. It makes sense with this, obviously, like, because I went to see a Mario film, but because um, I think the only other time... I think maybe when I went to see Uncharted, they probably had some PlayStation advert for something. I think there's been like one or two other occasions where I've seen an unrelated video game film and there was like, maybe like a Callisto Protocol trailer or something. I can't remember why that would have been, but something like that anyway. So, um, nope, I think it looks great. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I don't want to put my expectations too high because we've been let down by certain games before. But I think this looks uh, very, very promising. That's May 12th. Speaking of dates, um, of course, recently Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which um, did not land very well with everybody, almost. There were a few people that said, oh, you know, it could be fun, which it could be, but um, got delayed initially to an undisclosed date. Now they have a new date, and it's very, very, very far away. In fact, it's not this year. Um, the 2nd of February 2024 is the next, Not obviously not the permanent date, because it could be delayed again. Um, <clears throat> is the new date for Suicide Squad Kill Justice League because it got absolutely battered when uh, they showed the gameplay stuff. I myself, as somebody who took interest in the game at least, I was not very impressed. Uh, in fact, there was some bits I thought were outright kind of bad. Um, one of the main things being that live service stuff, which doesn't really work in these sorts of games. Um, let's just see, I think I've got a quote here. Um, Suicide Squad Kill Justice League will now launch on two... 224, which works the same way for the UK and the US because it doesn't matter for, for the two and the two. Uh, we've made the tough but necessary decision to take the needed, take the time needed to work on getting the game to the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for the continued support, patience, and understanding. There is much need. There is much more to share in the months ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. Um, I, first of all, I think delaying this is smart. I think it was initially supposed to come out in May. Uh, I, th I think that's what the date was. It would have got trounced by probably Zelda and some other games. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably quite smart. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure how long it would get delayed for, but it's because there's there's kind of two angles of this, which is you you shouldn't be releasing this as a live service game you should have learned from what happened with the avengers right but also i mean there's kind of three angles but obviously there's bugs and glitches and things like that you don't want you want to minimize that as much as possible um the generic looking kind of gameplay and stuff that i think you need to kind of retool and then strip out as much as if you can the live service elements like the battle pass and that type of stuff because you, you don't need it for that sort of game um gotham knights sort of just about got away with it. obviously gotham knights had like other slight issues as well 
but you could you could kind of see in Gotham Knights the DNA of a live service game, but they managed to strip out enough of it to where you you could just go in there and play the story and try to try to have a good time. So maybe that's what they'll try to do. I don't know how long in development it takes to sort of strip out all the live service stuff because I think Gotham Knights got delayed a few times as well. Um, they did say though that when they initially said we're delaying this. They said we don't have the intention of taking out the live service sort of elements. But I think you need to. Um, there's also just some general comments out there of like, this is rock steady. They've made, you know, some of the best comic book games with, with the Batman games. Why have you gone from Batman to Suicide Squad? And even I had said, I think, after that gameplay thing, the general like public interest in Suicide Squad probably isn't very high right now i mean unless you enjoyed you know james gunn's suicide squad and the peacemaker and you're looking forward to creature comforts which that's all kind of in that wheelhouse this might appeal to you more but um because i think who is it was it ryan mccaffrey or jason Schreier? somebody like that posted um about a delay the delay for this game like posted the news of this and said it been i think it was seven or eight years since uh, Arkham Knight came out, which was, I think, 2015 or so, um, and said whether there's been some, like, cancelled projects they've worked on in between now and then, because there's just a lot of doubt out there that this game is the only thing you've been working on for, like, eight years or something. Um, I know game development isn't easy, um, but whether there were some other cancelled projects, they had to pivot to this or something. Um, anyway, what's your thoughts on what's going on with, on with this game? Yeah, clearly there's something major that's in the core of the game that they're trying to get rid of. Um, the article that I'm referencing does have a rough timeline that it was originally supposed to be out in 2022, but in March of 2022, it was pushed to 2023. And the 2022 Game Awards, the date was set to May 26th, Right. of 2023 but then in march of 2023 is when it first got pushed to the end of 2023 and now we're in 2024 yeah yeah because that that game awards that was the kevin conroy reveal trailer wasn't it yeah i think yeah when they paid tribute to him so um that's another point like you haven't just got another of you know, like random dc game like you got to make sure that you pay good tribute to him as well um I mean, we don't know what happens to Batman in this game or whatever, but um, we shall see. Uh, I I think you've just got to, I think you've got to strip the live service elements as much as you can, um, and try to work on the gameplay a bit a bit more. But then, it's also just the other problem of why Suicide Squad. But then you can't pivot that much to where you. I mean, unless you outright cancel this game or something, and then spend what another five years. I don't know, working on a Superman game or or something, or a Justice League game, because um, that will probably cost even more money. And um, from all the reports we've heard over the last year or so, um, particularly on the film side, Warner Brothers is struggling a little bit with, with money, which they shouldn't be, but apparently they are. So, Well, uh, to be fair, everybody is. Right, but they're like a billion-dollar film company. So, Hey, yeah. Facebook is laying off 30% of its staff. I mean, I know things like that happen. Years. People get laid off from jobs and stuff, but yeah. Um, I remember when they when they delayed Aquaman out of last year because they didn't have enough money to release it. Like that's that's like, weird. 
because they i think the report was they had money to release two more films in the year one of them was black adam and the other was don't worry darling and they had to delay aquaman 2 out of the out of last year which is which yeah. still even isn't even coming out to december this year because that got pushed back like an entire year so and then you mentioned shazam too that had no marketing budget whatsoever yeah yeah uh that didn't do very well um anyway speaking of um what i would label as embarrassing things ubisoft plus uh, there's an article here from Tom Warren uh, on on The Verge. It says Ubisoft Plus is finally, which I don't know if I was aware of Ubisoft being a Ubisoft Plus being a thing. Maybe we'd read about that at some point. I just totally forgot, which is possible. Uh, anyway, Ubisoft Plus, because everything's called Plus. Um, maybe HBO Max should be called HBO Plus, but anyway, um, Ubisoft Plus is finally launching on Xbox, but it will have fewer games than on PC to use. Uh, Ubisoft Plus, I almost said Xbox Plus. Ubisoft Plus on Xbox, you have to pay for the more expensive multi-access plan, which costs $18 a month. Um, I don't know about you, Robert, but I, I think that's kind of embarrassing. That that price, I think, is, is embarrassing. Um, in the last couple of years, Ubisoft have not put out many good games. Um, I think their reputation has not been in a good place um they've released a few good things here and there but it's things like doing nothing with um i must said mario not mario um rayman what you've done with splinter cell obviously all the workplace stuff that happened there and just ruining assassin's creed there, there's a lot of things ubisoft has not done right in the last few years um i i, I read this i think it was yesterday or the day before um well it says the 13th so it must have been yesterday and i was i started thinking of because this was, of course, after the um, announcement of Max, which is the highest tier of Max, which is the new HBO. That's like the ultimate ad-free whatever thing it is, is $20. I'm trying to think of what price the most expensive, both, both games, so like if you're talking about game sus- subscriptions or streaming subscriptions, what the most expensive ones are. Um, Netflix in the US, I think, is very, very expensive from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Um, HBO, not H. See what you've done, David Zaslav. I've I've just got HBO on the mind, and you you know you're trying to rename it to Max, and it's my brain's not accepting it. Um, the ultimate thingy-majiggy for Max is twenty dollars. I think that puts it as the most expensive, but that's also the ad-free tier one, whatever that's supposed to be. Um, because most streaming services, I mean, if you talk about like let's say Disney Plus or um things like apple um things like amazon prime are what like eight dollars i think eight pounds eight dollars i think something like ps plus Prime's for... a yearly subscription but that's part of amazon as, prime, as yeah. amazon as a whole yeah um so my i get my prime service <clears throat> it's like 130 bucks a year which isn't cheap but it's not terrible um i save that much just on no delivery fees from the stuff that I can never find in stock locally, so I have to buy it on Amazon anyway. Mm-hmm. And you get the free streaming service, and I can support streamers with the free monthly sub. Yeah. Um. So that in and of itself is fine. Um. I think. Um. I think Netflix in the U.S. is up to twenty. I don't know off the top of my is that head. The biggest tier. Yeah. Well, I mentioned this before on the podcast when the cheapest tier is 10 bucks a month and they they stream cap you to 480p which really pissed me off that's kind of um, disgusting <laughs> yeah and then most of the other ones like 
Peacock and Paramount Plus and all them are usually like 10 bucks a month. Usually like 8 or 10. That's like a normal price for a streaming service. Um, I think charging $18 for this thing is embarrassing. Um, yeah, I just... Like, if, if you're going above, let's say, 15, let's say dollars or pounds or whatever, um, you've really got to have quite something of, of value. Um, I'm trying to think of other prices of other ones. Like, yeah, HBO or Max, whatever whatever the stupid thing is. Because um, the lowest new tier of the Max thing, I think they said, was, was $10, then 15 then 20 Which, for the bumping that up, sort of makes sense in, in that regard, but... Um, anyway, what do you think of Ubisoft Plus now being... If you want, like, the, the good version of it, it, it seems here, the one with more games on it, it's $18 a month on, on Xbox. I think it's an incredibly... I, I think your terminology is cheeky to launch a paid service when you've just cancelled six games a month before and making that announcement. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's not a service that I would pay for. I mean, how buying the games outright is probably going to be cheaper than the service itself, considering most of them are going to go on a Steam discount at some point. They haven't released a new game in probably a year. I was thinking that as well. What was the last game Ubisoft actually released? Let me do a little quick internet searching real quick. Um, what was the last Ubisoft game I played? Because, I, look, I used to like Ubisoft a lot. Like, they were doing... But around sort of 2010 to 2013, or t- 2007 to 2013, they were doing Splinter Cell stuff. They were like the good parts of Assassin's Creed. They were doing a couple of things with Rayman. It was and Far Cry was was better back then. Um, I don't think they've released it. The Skull and Bones was supposed to come out this year if that game ever comes out. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, who knows? Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is that supposed to be this year? I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, games that you would never have heard of. Um, starting from uh, May of last year, Roller Champions, Discovery Tour, Viking. Was that was that that um one thing that with the art style like you had you were in a roller skate arena thing and you had yeah it's basically roller derby and then dodgeball. Yeah, no one is talking about that now, but. Yeah. Rabbit Party of Legends, uh, Rocksmith Plus, Mario Plus Rabbit Spark of Hope. Uh, going to November of last year is Just Dance 2023. Uh, February this year is The Settlers' New Allies. Um, supposedly, the next two games out this year is Assassin's Creed Mirage and Avador, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Hmm. I'll be very curious to see how the Avatar game does because it just blew up the box office, but nobody seems to really be talking about it. Which I I did a podcast called The Avatar Anomaly, uh, which is kind of comparing the Avatar, I guess the franchise now, as compared to like the other big box office stuff, so like M- Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, Frozen, you know, all, all those sorts of films. Um, yeah, Av- Avatar is a weird franchise. Like, yeah, Avatar two money wise did gangbusters but i legitimately don't know anybody that's seen it i've not seen it but then again i didn't see the first one so mm. i know one person at work that and when i say work i mean the cleaning job that i do um that that's seen it and she was like yeah it was it was fine i think she, she took her daughter or, or something like that so you know kind of a whatever situation um 
See, I really wish they would put these in terms of tickets sold and not dollar amount because some of these places in IMAX, it's like 30, 35 bucks to see a movie. What, just for a ticket? Yeah. Jesus. Like if I go to the, the non, you know, 3D standard showing of a movie, it's like 13 bucks before taxes. Wow. Wow. Um, and you go for like a the 3D ultrasound IMAX with the vibrating chairs for the immersion experience. <laughs> It'll be like 30 bucks. Now, I did do that for one movie because I felt like splurging. And those chairs are very comfortable. Just imagine being in your Barca lounger at home with a 200-inch projection screen TV in front of you. Hmm. But that's not something I can do 30 bucks a pop very often. No, no. That's very expensive. So that is more expensive than Ubisoft Plus. Um, yep. Yeah, the, yeah. now that you remind me, the last Ubisoft game I actually played was that Marion Rabbids, uh, the second one, but it didn't click with me. Maybe I'll try it again later. Um, but, yeah, it, it's interesting as well, because I, I was having a... Now and again, you have a browse of the different stores that you have, right? Like, I had a browse of the PlayStation Store, and I was, I was trying to look at what classic games they have, because they've been adding those, and I kind of, like, lost track of that a bit. And it said on there, I don't know if this is a Sony partnership thing or a Ubisoft thing or what it is. And it said, I didn't click on it because I thought it was laughable. It said Ubisoft Classics. And I was like, hey, classics. What classics? Do I mean, Assassin's Creed started 2007. You've got Rayman on the PS1. Um, although Rayman on the PS1 wasn't on there. So I don't know what games they were cl- classing as classics. But I can't think of very many. So, anyway, that's Ubisoft Plus if you want that. I don't know what the cheaper, how much the cheaper version is, but Tom in this article was saying um, if you want the more expensive, the, the proper one um, with more games on it, then it's uh, $18 a month. Yeah, see, this is one of those times where I could get this piece of software to work so that I could use my stream deck and pipe it into the show's audio so I can do the uh, game show wrong answer buzzer. Just be like, eh, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's Ubisoft Plus if you want that. Uh, last thing I've got to talk about from my notes is Final Fantasy 16, um, which is interesting because when I was doing the, the FIFA stream, a little notification popped up on, on, on the old Twitter, and it said, State of Play Showcase, and I immediately thought, okay, which one is it? Is it a showcase? Because the showcase is the big one, right? That's the big thing that Sony does. State of Play is either 20 to 30 to maybe 40 minutes, or we're going to show you bits of these games, maybe a focus on something, and that will be the state of play. But it was a state of play purely focused on Final Fantasy 16, which is coming out very soon. Um, I watched um, Rob and Rosie over on PlayStation Access because they're big, big Final Fantasy fans, and I like the channel anyway. They were very, very excited for it because they really love Final Fantasy. And just by, even though I don't understand some of the things they were referencing because I'm not a Final Fantasy person, it's I, I still very much appreciate when you can listen to somebody because I'm like I have sort of the half interest in the game right I don't think I'll like majorly majorly enjoy it, enjoy it but it looks it looks good right it looks like okay I, I might enjoy my time with this um, but then listening to two people who like really know the franchise even though all the games are sort of anthology um, it was cool to see their excitement for it as well so that was that was great um, I think it looks good. Um, I'm not sort of in the boat of, oh my god, I'm, you know, 10 out of 10, can't wait for this, give it to me right now. Um, I don't know if I'll play it on day one or later. It looks good though, there's some good attempts at doing some, like, different things. There are a couple of little different boss fight set pieces that looked 
quite good. I do appreciate in games where it tries to change its formula just slightly and give you like more set PC type of stuff. I remember when um, Plague Tale, the second one, Requiem I think it's called, did that more towards the end. But it used the mechanics you're already familiar with and obviously the, the rats on screen and stuff to create set pieces and it was really, really um, excellent. Um, and this looks like it's doing some like interesting stuff with boss fights. You have this like phoenix thing you can control. I think the combat looks very, very good. My only issue with games like this, and it's not really an issue per se, it looks very, very busy. And there's all sorts of colours and things on the screen. And I could tell what the character was doing. And obviously, I think it's fair to say in most Final Fantasy games, you have a big sword that you're you know, hitting enemies with. But then you can also use other magical things to... Either use with the sword or separately or whatever. Um, we've got like a dog companion, which is kind of cool. I don't know if that's a completely new thing for Final Fantasy, um, but I, I thought it looked. I thought it looked good. I'm, I'm curious to check it out. I've played some of Final Fantasy VII and very little of was it 15 uh, that came out a few years ago. Um, not played really any of the others. Final Fantasy has never quite been my wheelhouse, but I'll, I'll give this game a try. It looks it, it looks good. I would say. Um, what did you think of what was shown? Yeah, it definitely falls into the category of spectacle game. Um, mm, I think a more yeah. accurate term would be particle effect, but that doesn't, you know, that's just a, that's just me being pedantic. So, but yeah, it's like flashlight, flashlight, pop, 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 things happen. Um, and that's actually what kind of turned me off of the Final Fantasy games because I played them when they first, 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 like NES version came out, and I played the crap out of them. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior, games like that, they were staples in my early gaming days, but just the the flashing neon thing, which seems to be prevalent in way too many games these days, just kind of puts me off on it. Um, hmm. You know, for the people that love those games, not going to dog on it. They sell way too many copies hmm. and have way too rabid of a fan base to say they're not good games, so I'm sure for the people that enjoy that, that's, you know, a thing that they're going to get a ton of enjoyment out of. Mm -hmm. And I got no problem with that. Um, cool. It's like when you talk about people and food, you know, some people like this on their pizza. Some people like this on their burger might not be that thing. But hey, you do you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Forspoken does do a little bit of the sort of flashy lights thing, but it's not it's a lot more relaxed than than what's uh what's going on here um it's mostly from the enemy side though because when you're doing i mean i've not unlocked unlocked everything in the game but when you're doing most of your spells as freya um it's a bit more controlled because it's just out of one arm and one cuff um because that's where your where your magic comes from um but usually it's more controlled just here's a fire blast or here's something else or, or whatever so um but again, like functionally, it looks like a good game. It looks like it's got some interesting mechanics. I don't know how well I'll get on with the story and the characters, but then we don't know them that well. But then that's because they're all new, as far as I think, anyway. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But like you said, if if this game comes out and the Final Fantasy community love it, then that's that's ultimately what matters. So we shall see. And one of these days, uh, I can't remember when Seven Remake came out, but there's supposed to be like multiple parts of that, isn't there? I think there's like two or three parts or or something yeah for, um, the, for the seven remake but yeah those are going to be taking forever to get out 
because there was multiple discs on PS1, I think. And from what I heard from something somebody said ages ago, which is like the first game doesn't even cover that much of the of the game, which is wild because I heard some people were playing the remake for like 90 hours, but um, it's a massive, massive, massive um, RPG. So there you go. All right, that's what I got for this week. How about yourself, Robert? Uh, well, if you find yourself at the local grocery store and you can't find any salt, that's because all of it was used <laughs> on Twitter this week with Redfall's announcement. From the official at Play Redfall Twitter account, Redfall is launching on Xbox consoles with quality mode only. The Series X will be at 4K 30 frames a second. Series S will be 1440p at 30 frames a second. 60 frame per second. Performance mode will be added via game updates at a later date. And the fan base lost their collective shit. Um, one uh, well-known fan known as Fox Houndon said, nobody wants to play a slideshow shooter on a gamepad in 2023, nobody. This is not a Soul Games where every game, where every attack takes 25 seconds. Uh, uh, Mobster Matt tweeted out, "Always, always, always prioritize frame rate." I was never someone who really cared about specs on the game, but the, at this time, once 60 frames per second must be a thing. There is already calls to delay the game until 60 frames a second can be implemented at launch. But since Redfall has been delayed a couple of times already and we're a couple months out from the scheduled um, showcase for Starfield, that just ain't going to happen. Uh, now, to note, this is they strictly said for console. So there's nothing on the PC. So I got to figure uh, PC gamers that have their you know, 50-pound, $1,000 graphics card will probably ink a little better than 30 frames a second. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, this is like really frustrating and really annoying. Um, I'm going to try the game because I'm curious about it. I'm not saying I'm not excited or particularly excited. I'm very much in that just middle curious ground. Plus, I kind of want to play something on my Xbox that isn't on my PlayStation because that's one of the reasons I brought it. That and the um, quick resume feature. I do actually quite like that. So, um I don't think this is acceptable. I think that um, this game has been in development for a while, um, and it this is this is as bad and as confusing and, and as weird as, in fact, maybe slightly less so than when what's the company called Warner Brothers Montreal, and they put out Gotham Knights, and they said, okay, we're not only cancelling the previous gen versions, so Xbox One and PS4. But this is going to be a current-gen-only game, so Series X, S, PC, PS5, obviously not Switch, I don't think it's out on Switch. Um, but not only are we cancelling the previous-gen versions, the game is at 30 frames per second. Um, I, I think, I mean, if somebody goes to play Redfall and they don't know, that they, they assume, oh, shiny new game on my shiny new xbox they'll probably assume it's going to be 60 fps and they might notice it depends how well the game does that because some games handle that a little bit better than others because it depends how frame rates you know go together with your graphics and how demanding the game is as well um i'm sure if you were to play a thing of a hectic game something like god of war ragnarok if that was at like 30 frames per second and there's loads and loads of like you're throwing your uh um, acts and you've got all this stuff going on on the screen as opposed to a more relaxed game you might not notice it as much 
but um, I, I saw because I follow kind of funny on uh, Instagram and I see just clips of their show now and again and Gary Ritter I think it was from their X-Cast uh, podcast their Xbox podcast and he's like we need because he was speaking as like a, a team of Xbox fans so when he, he when he was saying we he meant we as like an Xbox collective group of fans it was like we need a win. We just was just getting L's over and over again, and this was I think this was after the. Uh, uh, I might have to go on and look up that episode actually because I'm curious to see what he said in full. Because Gary Witter, um, as much as I've disagreed with his opinions on points, he's very knowledgeable about the industry and that kind of stuff, which I think is interesting. Um, yeah, it's just it's, to me, if you're going to say okay, we're we're doing 30 FPS at launch and we're going to add 60 FPS later. Just delay the game until you're ready to have 60 FPS, because then the whole conversation changes. Um, sure, it'd be it'd be frustrating for those excited for the game if you said, "Oh, sorry, we have to delay it again." But then nobody likes a broken game or a lesser game launched. Um, I mean, one of the problems you could run into, because the two big ones for this year, it, obviously Starfield's massive. That's out probably November some point or September, whenever that is, later in the year. If you delayed Redfall, let's say three, four months until nearer to Starfield, you don't give both games as much room to breathe. I don't think Starfield needs room to breathe from Redfall. I think it's the other way around. Redfall will need some room to breathe uh, from Starfield and from other games as well. So the the possible problem you could come up with or frustrating issue is if you delayed this game until the 60 FPS is ready and that delay puts it calendar-wise near Starfield, you may as well push it another say four months or so until q1 24 which would just add to more frustration and then it would be oh xbox only had starfield this year and then all the pressures on starfield and if that game doesn't deliver another l year for xbox and you know how these come yeah how these you know discussions kind of go so i think it's really disappointing um but again there are going to be some people out there who they'll be aware that games are coming out, they won't sort of follow news deeply. They'll play Redfall, they might not even notice it's 30 FPS. I'm not saying those people are stupid, I'm just saying you might not, you just might not notice it on certain occasions. And they might enjoy it, so that's possible as well. But um, I don't think this is acceptable, and I think it's uh, disappointing. But anyway, what do you think of what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, for the people that want to push everything up to 11, it's definitely a disappointment for them. Uh, the real question is if they if they make this declaration and then the game launches and it can't maintain that 30 frames per second yeah. consistently, that's going to be mm. the real issue. I didn't think of that, um, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I've played games at a higher frame rate versus a lower, and I can kind of see the difference visually. I just don't have the reaction speed to really take advantage of it so mm. for me it's not as much of a concern it is a shooter and i don't play shooters very much and i don't do very good at them so mm. it's not like this is going to be an advantage or disadvantage for me in either case yeah so um but we'll uh we'll see how this goes i suppose um but it, it was funny when you because you read some of the um details there and i think at one point you said 4k and 30 fps and my brain instantly went that doesn't really that's like a wild imbalance <laughs> like you've gone for mm -hmm. like a, the, the highest frame rate you can have which is 4k um i know i know some things can do 8k but you know not not in this situation but 4k but 30 fps like that's that's a really strange imbalance um yeah 
So we'll see how it goes. Uh, are you planning to, to play this at all? Yeah, I'm still on my uh, Game Pass subscription, so I am going to download it and try it. Um, you know, maybe we can time it out to where we can do a stream together because we haven't done that since the one we did with Fall Guys. I do, do want to do that more, but one of the issues that me and you have got is our time difference. So Yeah, yeah, I'm um, five hours behind him, so... Yeah, I was also trying to think of what other games we could both play. Um, I mean, we both have Xboxes, um, yeah. so there's that. Uh, what, what, what games would you, what sort of games would you like to do that for? I don't really play a whole lot of multiplayer games, that's why we haven't done it in forever. I think we've done two, we did the Fall Guys one... And I think we did one of the uh, Warhammer games where it's basically Left 4 Dead but with a Warhammer skin. I remember that, yeah. That was that was interesting to do. Yeah. Um, but we shall uh, we shall see. Um, I'd be just on like a general general curiosity point. I'd be curious to see you just play like because they're ten minute games, like one game of Call of Duty free for all, just to see um, just to see what you like do in the game. Well, um, I mean, I could download Warzone. It's it's free. Um, that's I'm not going to promise totally anything good thing, with it. So, yeah. yeah, I know, but yeah, same for me. It's literally the same game. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the same game in any way, shape, or form. But from from where how I play first person shooters, it's literally the same game. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, all right, what else we got to talk about? Uh, well, the only other thing I have to talk about. And it was a pretty thin news week this week. Uh, Phil Spencer dropped a little minute long thing on the official xbox uh youtube channel talking about game pass uh downside is is that the one dollar game pass ultimate trial uh, is going to be going away which isn't great uh the upshot is is that for both console and pcs they're adding 40 countries to the game pass service obviously i'm not going to go through the whole list uh but some things that you wouldn't think would be there but are there are bahrain Ecuador, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Nicaragua, Qatar, Tunisia. So obviously saying you can always say we're going global, but if you're launching something in Tunisia, you're going global because I don't even remember last time I've seen any news article out of Tunisia. Yeah, me, me neither. I was going to ask actually about like third world countries like um, Saudi Arabia and Qatar. But you, you said Qatar there. So mm-hmm. um, the only reason I'm thinking of those is because of football stuff. Because Ronaldo's gone Football to... stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of restrictions. Like Australia has crazy restrictions on their games. Actually, that's a, a random fact in the uh, Fallout franchise. The reason why it's called a, uh, a stem pack or a med pack is because in the original first couple of games, it was called morphine. But that got flagged as drug use, so they renamed it. Uh. Huh. Well yeah <laughs> there you go so um but no because the only reason i was thinking of saudi arabia and uh qatar obviously the world cup recently in qatar and because uh, ronaldo's gone off to saudi arabia where he's throwing straps and kicking water bottles because he can't score goals <laughs> i don't know what happened to that man i really don't his ego got the uh got the better of him anyway um you said that's what you got for this week yeah that's all i got it's a short week yeah um oh just to comment on the actual news piece um good for more availability that's that's a good thing um sometimes other countries aren't thought about in terms of availability for things so um that that's good as well i haven't actually seen because i used to get the adverts all the time on like the i think it's still called the dashboard 
um, of like, hey, one dollar for three months or whatever. But I, I haven't seen that actually for a long time. So, um, but to, to add to that part, um, Game Pass is great for like, not necessarily quality over quantity, but definitely for quantity. There's a lot of games on there. Whether you like the games that are on there is your own individual choice. It's also really good at finding a game that you might not have tried. Yeah. I've had that with several games. Yeah. I saw one that at some point I'm probably going to try. It's a rhythm-based um, uh, combat game with a, in, in, with a lot of uh, heavy metal music, and it's called Infinite Guitar. I mean, just the name alone, you got my interest. Hmm. But I don't do rhythm games very much. Yeah. But uh, this yeah. one I'm willing to try because, you know, I already got Game Pass. Nice. Yeah, there there is a difference between like a service that's got excuse me hidden gems on it and then a service like Netflix that okay there's probably hidden gems on there but there's also just dozens and dozens of other just random things on there. And the there. thing with Xbox is is that at least they'll advertise it cuz I can go on the dashboard and then go to the Game Pass tile and it just says recently added so I can just see well, what's new? And then after you do that, it'll have separate tiles for like, because you like this or because you like that. Netflix is terrible. When I had it as a regular subscription service, Netflix was completely terrible at that. Mm. I go on Amazon Video every now and then for whatever random stuff gets launched on that service, like The Boys or there's another season of Good Omens coming out, things Mm. like that. Amazon is terrible at that. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've never once seen Netflix's even because they got two they got like newly added and recently added I've never seen any of them at either of those sections actually up to date they'll have like a like the th- the third thing in to that list will be like a film that came out five years ago and I think well that's not that's not new it um, might be recently added to the service but right yeah yeah I get what you're saying yeah that that's all that's kind of one of my issues with I mean I've got a lot of I done like two or three podcasts on 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 the service but one of the other issues is because the difference between what you've just said with okay hidden gems that are promoted a bit more with with game pass whereas there's probably even people like me you and like david or you know beck becks or like um great people that are like plugged into this industry um there's probably still shows on there that netflix has paid a certain amount of money for that we've we've never seen or heard anything from um, and they just do it all the time. So. Oh yeah, the King's Avatar that I, we talked about that one time. That was something that I had never seen advertised at all. I just like the the image of you know nine people standing around a computer screen. I'm like, okay, what's this about? Hmm. Forty episodes later, okay, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is they have too many things on the service and they can't adequately promote all of them because they can't. can't. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough about Netflix. Uh, you said that's what you got for this week. Yep. Cool. Let's uh, wrap it up with two feedback emails. If you would like to write into the show, let us know what you think of, I guess, streaming services been on the topics, uh, what you think of Redfall, a Zelda trailer, or anything else that we discussed, or anything that we didn't, maybe. Uh, let us know what you're playing, all that type of stuff. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter at eTalkUK, and there's also information in your show notes. Jack is up first and says, Do you think it's normal to find video game characters... Uh, attractive. A few friends of mine do, but I don't see it myself. Um, yeah, it's a normal thing to to think about. Um, some, not all of them, but some video game characters are based off of like that. They're, they're modelled after 
I know with that with the Last of Us, there's a few of the characters that are modelled because um, they they'll sort of look for. I, I mean, I don't know how the process fully goes, but they'll look for actors similar to the character they maybe want to create, and then base them off those people. So some some of them actually are obviously there's like you know characters that are completely made up and stuff, but. I think it's personally quite normal. I've been attracted to a, to a couple of them myself. Um, I I think that that's normal. Um, has been the case for decades. I mean, if you go back to when characters like Tomb Raider first came out, or even characters probably way before that, that's that's probably been the the case for years. Um, I mean, when uh, what's it? What's a recent example? Some of like Resident Evil people really. Re- I mean, I don't quite see it myself. Um, and I've not actually played Resi 4 yet, but people seem to really find Leon attractive from from the series. And obviously, that's that's in his sort of 2023 current gen graphics. So you know, graphically he looks better. Whether people still like the sort of what that have been PS2. When did Resi? What did Resi 4 initially come out on? Like P- PS3, PS2, whatever that would have been. Yeah, back in that era. Um, obviously his character model would have would have looked similar, but um, I guess it's the blonde boy sort of thing with with that um but if you find leon attractive then um that's good for you he's the playable protagonist in resident evil 4 uh so there you go um what do, what do you think of that idea yourself I, yeah i think the biggest differentiator that i do and talk about is being attracted versus being seeing them as attractive like in real world example i'm not at all attracted to chris hemsworth but I will adamantly say he's a, an attractive man. Um, a, a nice looking man, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never been attracted to a video game character. Um, some that have done like high res art on them, either fan art or promotional art. I can say yes, if that person existed in real life, they would be attractive. But mm. I, um, for things like that, I'm, I'm very much a physical person. If there's no physical connection to be made, it just doesn't even register in my brain. Some mm. people do. I've seen articles of people marrying video game characters. But then again, I've seen articles of people marrying them ghosts or themselves or things like that. So, you know, what's normal anymore? Normal mm-hmm. went out the window three years ago. Or probably before that, but yeah. So, um, but I think it's pers- perfectly normal. I do that um i find certain characters attractive as well um obviously you've got tv and film characters which obviously you can have animated tv and films but um yeah there there we go uh harrison writes says with all the discussion around video game to tv slash film adaptions what about the other way around is there any film sorry films or tv shows you'd like to play so uh video game adaptions to things like that there's a good way that you can do this and there's a bad way you can do this and i won't even say a particularly bad way just one that won't work anymore which is if you if you are still doing video game licensed films like you know the the old films the old games used to get based on films like you had some of like the the disney pixar stuff you had uh there was like a bunch of those on the ps1 like the hercules games uh the toy story games that those sorts of things uh harry potter games lord of the rings games although i mean that that those um I think it's the second one, Two Towers, Lord of the Rings game. That's a really, really, really good game. Um, I don't think that would work in today's day and age. Like, if you were to do... 
Um, I mean, some people wouldn't mind playing, let's say, a John Wick action game or something. I mean, there is like a John Wick game, but it's not it's not remotely similar to what you see in the film. Um, if you've got similar things like that, I mean, you've had some, you know, Tomb Raider's gone back and forth on its crossovers. Um, you've had like films based off that, and then games based off that. Ratchet and Clank did that in like a meme sort of way, where it had the the game and the film were based off of each other or something. It was it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the modern day way to do that is do the Hogwarts Legacy treatment, where okay, you take the IP, and this won't work with every single IP because it depends on the world that you have and everything. Um. If you, okay, take the world of Hogwarts, so you've still got Hogwarts, the thing, you've got the Forbidden Forest, you've got the Broomstick stuff, you, you know, you've got the, the IP of the world there, the Wizarding World, but you don't have Harry's story, you disconnect from that, um, you rewind the time on it, obviously, to, I think it's the late 1800s, and you make it a full-fledged open-world RPG, so you've still got the world you're familiar with, like the magical staircases and the dorm rooms and, you know, all, all that sort of stuff, um... But you make it, you make the story completely unrelated to what the films are about. But then you base it in the same world. You can't really do that with, like, if you were to, you couldn't really do that idea with like John Wick. Because if a John Wick game came out, um, people would want to play as John Wick. I know there's the like, the Continental series that's coming out, but that's a that's a specific spin-off with a different character, as far as I understand. Yeah. Um, because again, if if you were to say. Let me let me make something up, right? Let's say you were to make a game called Wanted, and it was a third-person action shooting game, and you said this is based on the world of John Wick, but it had no John Wick connection or characters. That doesn't work that way because, like, the the world of John Wick doesn't work in the same way that, let's say, the world of Harry Potter does. Because what's recognizable and iconic about John Wick is Keanu Reeves and the character. I know there's some like side characters and other other people, but what people go to see those films for is Keanu Reeves as John Wick and, and not anything else, unless you spin off from it and you do Continental, which I'm kind of curious about. Um, I think you could, I think, uh, I saw some discussion around this when the, um, I don't know if you saw the new trailer, I, I was going to put it in, in the notes for, for the Gollum game, which doesn't look very inspiring at all. Um, and some people commenting about like, oh, this is what us Lord of the Rings fans get, which is to play as Gollum. Uh, rather than doing the Hogwarts Legacy treatment, and yeah, that that's another world where you could take, was it the world of Mordor? Um, take the world of Mordor and you you do the Hogwarts Legacy treatment, which is you have a completely disconnected story, um, and that kind of thing, and you play as a either a created character or or a newly made character, and you have you know your sword or whatever weapons you you want to hand uh, end up with, and you do the same thing. Um, but, I mean, other than, obviously, the, the the usual thing these days, which is Marvel and DC, but then Marvel and DC's got, you know, video games, TV, film, it's got all of it anyway. So, um, I don't know, what, what do you think of the idea of doing the other way around? Uh, it has been done a few, thi- few times. Uh, a few times, yeah. Random facts before I get into that. Uh, Ian McShane actually thought he was reprising his role as Lovejoy for the John Wick movie and didn't find out that it wasn't until four days into the shoot, which is hilarious um there actually is a movie called wanted uh with uh one of the waynes damon not damon waynes uh keenan ivory waynes starring that so that's a movie you've probably never seen yeah um right. probably the best version of a tv show to a video game i've seen uh we have talked about it a couple of times is actually 
the Buffy the Vampire Slayer game on the original Xbox because mm. the game basically played like a really long episode of the show. With the exception of Sarah Michelle Gellar, all the cast did their voices on the game. How come she the game mechanics were was really she available good. or something? Yeah, I mean, licensing-wise, you're never going to get it. Um, with everything that's come out about um, the guy that created it, probably not going to be the best optic to get it out there, mm-hmm. which is a shame because the one game that I would want to see would be a Firefly Universe you know, MMO-style game just because the universe cool. itself is so unique with the juxtaposition of the high-tech worlds Versus the very low-tech worlds. Um, obviously, any chance of that happening has long since sailed. So That'd I'm be not even gonna... Fox, I think. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I think Fox owns it, which means Disney owns it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Then they also wasn't Buffy also on Fox or am I? Uh, yeah, I think no. Buffy was WB back when it was called the. Oh, before, uh, before it, was it was CW. Called the CW. Oh right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was that'd actually. Be, be um, Warner Brothers. I, I remember this. Because they were doing an interview oh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, she said it was, she got so much pity looks in acting circles when she said her show was a mid season replacement on the WB. She said, people yeah. got, gave me so many pity looks and they said, well, I'm sure you're a good actor. You'll uh, find something eventually. Um, just as like an aside, because mid season shows notoriously never last. Mm. Yeah. Turns out the role became quite iconic. Yeah, so she 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 did all right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I wouldn't mind. Now I'm thinking of some of my because there is like the 24 game which I played some of, but I would want to play that, but not on my PS2. Um, I wouldn't mind playing because I don't really care if the story is the same. Because like I, I mean, I just watched The Last of Us, which is you know a nine episode format where you have checkpoints for like each episode and it tells the same story but like in a, in a different format and I loved it. Um so that that can work like going through the same and, and it's also that thing of you know the story and the characters but what is it going to look and be like in a different format? How how where are they going to put in the checkpoints and you know especially with like video game um like uh mechanics like how's that going to come across in an adaption mm-hmm. and that 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 those that, that was some of the interesting parts of that and we do have the uh, fallout tv show coming out hopefully yeah. this year and, and since it doesn't have to follow a video game specific script it's got the best chance of succeeding yeah yeah good yeah what i was gonna say is I, I wouldn't mind playing something like um Let's take, I don't know how you do it with Zoe's playlist. Uh, let, let's say something like 24, where it's like, okay, we're going to have, um, let's say no, nine um, chapters, which cover the nine seasons, but you're going to play it in the episodic format. It's going to be the same story and stuff, but you're you're going to play it. I wouldn't mind seeing, um, like if you had, a, not not episodic in the way that like the Telltale, not, not that sort of way, but... Um, you have the episodes as checkpoints or something. Plus, in in the twenty four thing, obviously you got the clock, which you could do for for like some quite good effects. Um, which that could Zoe's, also Zoe's playlist might work as like a a dance dance revolution style game. Mm. It's also like the cutscenes and dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that, that that could be interesting. I guess I dismissed that too quickly, but um, that that could could work as well. Um, I remember when they did things like um, the Lost, 
video game. And that was kind of... What was that? That was like a weird cut of seasons one to three or something. And then it had this really strange ending. Um, I wouldn't mind... Even if you did that now. Like if you said, okay, this... Because it's got six seasons of The Lost. If you did like a six chapter... um, thing of that and you you did it in in episodes um i think that's something that video games should should maybe try like in-game episodic chapter formats um and then make the sort of um arcs be 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 the seasons or something i don't know um that could maybe work but uh i'm glad now we are in a situation because as i said on my because i i did that podcast two two video game to film or tv adaptions i'd like to see which the choices were crash bandicoot and call of duty which i'd still love to see um it's almost like because we we've had a few that have been all right a few video game to to tv or film adaptions that have been all right but it's sort of the last of us came out and uh, sure sonic was good before that and, and, and there were some other decent ones here and there but it was sort of the last of us came out and it's almost as if studios have kind of woken up and thinking, oh, we can actually do this as not just good good TV series, but like almost groundbreaking, like gritty sort of high dramas as as TV. And now, because that, that's kind of what kicked off this, almost like this re- renaissance of a conversation of, okay, could you then do Red Dead as like a gritty HBO or Max, whatever, um, drama? And you could definitely do things like that. So... Um, cause the, the way I look at that is if, if the IP has already got a good enough story, so if you're adapting from, from something that's already got a good enough story, you just have to get the good, you just have to get good enough people that know what they're doing with it. Um, mm-hmm. and when you take, so when you take Last of Us, which, okay, maybe some people, you know, didn't like it, did what, whatever. And you go, okay, we're going to include the original guy that did the thing, so Neil Druckmann, then Craig Mason, who's already worked with HBO, and then some really good directors will put it on HBO so it's got budget behind it and do it as a series. Things start to look a lot better. So um, we'll see where this uh, where this goes. But I, I also, <clears throat> I do like that we're in, you can have two totally opposite ends of things, right? Where you've got your gritty, grounded, dark, deep, realistic drama stuff like Last of Us and HBO. But then you can also have really fun things come out on the complete other end, like Sonic and Mario, that... You're there to just have a good time with Sonic and Mario. But then it's, I suppose, finding the in-between with things that are slightly fun and funny but also got bits of drama and how, how that's going to gonna kind of go. So, anyway. Yeah, um, probably my favorite version of that is the Orville um, because it did not shy away from talking about serious subjects, mm. but it also had some really good humor and it never got too preachy with the subjects that it talked about. So... Yeah. It never felt like it was trying to beat you over the head with an opinion. Hmm. Yeah. Did you ever watch that series? I forget. I watched the pilot ages ago and then never got got back to it. So, um, yeah. See, just for an example, so would would you play? By play, obviously, video game. Would you play like a season of the Orville? I I if they created like a world to where you were the captain and you just did missions and it had like some of the cast interspersed in it as part of the missions. I would at least be interested. I'm enough of a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy it got its third season on Hulu. Um, probably not going to get any more. Um, and if that's the case, fine. Um, what what genre would you want that to be? Well, that's a sci-fi genre for sure. No, so. I mean that like first person, third person. Oh, tactical. third person. I don't think 
something like that would probably be like uh, Star Trek Bridge Commander. Um, mm. Maybe a variant on that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right, that's so what we've got for you for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. Robert, thank you for joining me once again. We'll hopefully be back next week again with some other stuff. Um, trying to think of what like things we've got coming up, but I can't think of any other, like, well, not press conferences, but, like, you know, showing off your games type of thing. So um, I'm just w- still waiting on the next the next big, like, showcase of something, like the next PlayStation showcase or the next Xbox big thing or... Well, we know the next Xbox thing is going to be after Redfall, so that's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah, but I mean, like, one of the big 90-minute sort of his 10 new big games or, or, or something. Um, I think we're, we're due for one of those. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk for TV, games, films, and May Night Podcasts. Look out for all those. Um, you can also tell other people about what we do, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news. So for renewals, cancellations, air dates, pickups, film news, uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays and geektown.co.uk for all that news as well. Uh, still waiting on a renewal for um, Hello Tomorrow. Well, I don't know if that's actually only supposed to be one season. I need to check that. But uh, that's kind of the show I'm waiting for a renewal on at the moment um so you can check that stuff out over there um bex you can find over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s for retro chat game and other streams me um back a bit on twitch as well uh, etalk uk look out for that for the fifa streams and if you missed the first episode of that all the other game clips and other bits and pieces and stuff uh, youtube entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye <laughs>